0: spin maniacs preview show we're back that is me that is carter your host and of course we have jorge on the show today and we also have a special guest but i will not unveil that yet we will unveil that in in due time welcome to the show jorge
1: how are you carter Uh, i
0: am great to be here i am doing fine i'm doing fine i mean really uh, like I said, I'm so glad to be over this this hump of uh, if you win the game, people expected you to win the game. If you lose the game, then uh, you're the worst team in the NFL and you are a faker. I'm so glad we're over that part of our schedule.
1: <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's always good when you win a game and people are just like, okay, we won. What's next? And people are excited about this Sunday because we're playing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes coming to town for the first time ever. Yes, um, it's going to be a, a bad visit. I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about the Bengals game.
0: I am as well. But before we do that, we should do some headlines real quick. We have two Dolphins headlines that kind of uh, was the prominent headlines from this last week. The first one was Kyle Van Noy winning Defensive Player of the Week, uh, and kind of in like a quiet fashion. What do you think, Jorge?
1: I, mean, I think you know Van Noy's been a great contributor to this defense, but he hasn't really you know lit up the stat sheet. And he did this week with three sacks. Uh, he was actually mixed up for the game, which apparently is like good-look charm for him or something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, and and it, it was great to see him just you know, win, that, win that award. It's great to see that we have more than just one playmaker on defense. Honestly, I think this defense is, is full of playmakers. We've talked about it here before. But Van definitely being one of the leaders of that unit, it's great to see him recognized
0: and i personally uh when i found this out i was like okay well now i gotta go look at his stat line and you you realize that he he had three sacks a bunch of tackles for loss and it was just kind of it seemed to me as if like someone was gonna have a day on this Bengals offensive line it was it was bound to be someone i think uh van noy just kind of was in the right spots because we were gonna get
1: sacks yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had three. You know, Shaq Lawson added another two. Sack Sealer had another one. Um, you can see the mic'd up. If you haven't seen it, guys, you have to watch it. It's pretty fun. Uh, Vannoy basically telling Okba, you had him. How did you let him go? Yeah. And then Shaq <laughs> Lawson is the one that, you know, uh, Shaq Lawson sort of cleans up that, that play. So, I mean, it was great to see just the Dolphins defense being a bully on, a, on, on the Bengals offensive line. And it was just great to see, you know, them playing to their potential during that second half.
0: And, um, the second headline we have before we talk a little bit, or at least before we touch on the Bengals and the Dolphins is that, uh, we have a GM pro play as, uh, Isaiah Ford is back and yep. we got a seventh round pick in order to kind of downgrade him to the practice squad. Uh, it, I mean, it went really well.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that seventh round pick, but, Anytime you can, you know, out general manager Bill Belichick yeah, yeah. and his dog, um, that's amazing. And uh, you know, Chris Greer has done a great job. And now just getting of Ford back, which also adds just another body for that slot position that Dolphins have been struggling with lately, especially with Malcolm Perry being on in the injured list this, this, this last week. Uh, so I, I think it's good to, to see Ford back, and it's going great, to be great to see him uh, develop some chemistry with Tua.
0: For sure, for sure. Okay, so let's move on and touch on the Bengals-Dolphins, which was sort of a bore fest other than, like, a couple moments. There were, like, three or four moments in that game where you almost, like, get out of your seat. But other than that, kind of a bore fest.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the first half was, you know, very lackluster for the Dolphins, offense and defense. I thought they were playing very conservative on both sides of the ball. You didn't really see Boyer call out a lot of blitz in that first half. Uh, Tua never really got into rhythm and then the third quarter happened and the Dolphins just exploded on the Bengals and you could see you know Tua getting rhythm with that no huddle which you know Chance talked about during his press conference saying yeah we're going to do it a little bit more and uh, you could tell Flores was happy with with that development and the Dolphins defense just went off on the Bengals especially after that uh dirty hit on Jakeem Grant that second one you could see the Dolphins defense just coming you know after the Bengals players you never play and that was great to see
0: i think it's so funny to watch like dolphins twitter like in the first half of them going like oh goodness uh you know potentially we should switch quarterbacks potentially like oh the world's ending i don't really watch the games against these terrible teams uh thinking to myself the dolphins are going to lose this game not there was not a single point where i was just like okay i'm worried now i just knew that they needed to you know, kind of start clicking a little bit and then they would be fine. And that's what we saw in the second half. They came out and they rolled over them because it's a bad team they were playing Mm -hmm. and a poorly coached team and kind of a dirty team. And uh, that started the whole, uh, you know, brawl that you got to love Flores in that brawl. You got to love Devontae Parker in that brawl. And uh, that was the only basically interesting part of that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great to see Coach Flores coming out in defense of Jakeem Grant. And then, you know, the Dolphins receivers, Devante Parker and Matt Collins, which, by the way, are huge. If you haven't seen them, they are huge. And they are, you know, if you look at Matt Collins, he's basically a tight end playing receiver nowadays. So just them going against basically the whole Bengals bench was was great to see. Coach Flores calling out Zach Taylor was great to see. And if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm going to be terrified from here on in. Anytime I, I run into Coach Flores, I don't, you don't know, need me or anything. No, yeah,
0: I, I, I'm just happy that this team is willing to fight for each other, and obviously that was evident against the Bengals.
1: Yeah, so yeah let me ask you something, Carter. Um, do you think that we would ever see Joe Philbin, Adam Gaze, or you know even Cam Cameron just going out there and, and picking a fight because they they took a hit on one of their players?
0: I don't think they had good enough relationships with the players, like any of the players, to do something like that.
1: I also think that ne- any of them, they've never been in a fight. <laughs> if, you, if you see aggregates coming towards you, you're scared yeah. for a whole other reason that's going to throw down on you.
0: Well, yeah, uh, Joe Philbin, in terms of like, if I could give you a metaphor, is like a paper bag in the wind. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he's very a very feeble man, feeble old man. Of course, he would not be the guy you want uh, defending you in that situation, Uh, Flores is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it was great to see. And it was just great to see then Jakeem going to Devante Park and Matt Collins, they were making their way to the the tunnel just to to say thanks for having his back. And, uh, you know, this team plays for each other. We've talked about it before. And they fight for each other as well. And I thought it was great. And I also think that, you know, that emotional momentum is great coming into this week when you're playing against, you know, I think the best team in the league right now with the best quarterback in the league right now. And that momentum is really going to help the Dolphins this week, I think.
0: But um, that kind of transitions us uh, to our special guest, because we're going to kind of do an open debate about uh, the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. We have a couple of people here. Uh, Jorge has always been on the bandwagon that uh, the Dolphins, in terms of matchups, is going to beat the Chiefs. And uh, we have another person, uh, our special guest, Hussam, Welcome to the show, Kus- Husam Patel. You are someone that uh, maybe some fin maniacs people think you know we're we're at each other's necks all the time. We are beefing. Welcome to the show, Carter. I just want to say, if I ever see you in Miami,
2: i I will probably be the type of person to look at your shirt. And make sure it doesn't have any wrinkles okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> very sweet i i thought that was gonna go in a morbid uh you're going to you know kill me and my family type way but like i'm so glad mm-hmm. that you're gonna be sweet like that but we brought you on the show because i think you are someone who thinks you know what there's a formula to beat the chiefs and i would love to hear what you think mm-hmm. and then jorge and i are gonna jump in
2: oh for sure um I've teased this um, over Twitter a lot. I've teased this in a couple of my articles. And I have teased this among Dolphins fans as well. And there's a specific technical game plan in which Miami needs to do in order to do the impossible and win against this red-hot Chiefs offense. Jorge, I want to get your thoughts on the Chiefs offense. We have Patrick Mahomes. We have the Legion of Zoom. And Carter, we all know how the Chiefs are with Andy Reed, with Eric Bieniemy, Great play-calling ability, lots of big scoring, big drives, and they're absolutely amazing. So both of you, I want to ask you this. How big of a possibility is it that Miami wins this game against Kansas?
1: You
0: want to go first, Jorge?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm going to say it. I think before the Kyle Vanoy injury news came out, I would have said it's 80-20 the Dolphins win. With a Venoy injury, I'm a bit concerned about how that limits your defense. So I'm going to say it's 60-40 Dolphins win. And I'm going to tell you why. The Dolphins are built around uh, the, the very basic concept that they have three cornerbacks that can go man-on-man against any receiver in the league. And they've got a safety that can go man-on-man against any tight end in the league. So by doing that, the Dolphins defense has been able to bring different blitz, different looks and basically apply the pressure with the remaining seven players on defense if they need to. Um, now, with Patrick Mahomes, who's a guy that basically can be on the ground and still complete a pass somehow by throwing it with his tongue, uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to be very disciplined. So you have to keep the edge. So that's where I think we're going to miss Vanoi. Not really he splits down the middle, but just holding the edge. So that means that Van Genko, Lawson, and Akba are going to have to play a very, very good game. And Wilkins, Davis, and Cedar are going to have to collapse in the middle of the pocket. So I think the Dolphins defense matches up well against the traditional Kansas City offense. Why do I say the traditional one? The, the the game plan that Kansas City brought out against the Ravens earlier this year, if they do that against the Dolphins this week, then I'm much more concerned that if they start throwing it around. If they start running it down Miami's throat, then Miami could be in trouble, especially with the absence of Elton Roberts and Calvin in the middle of that defense.
0: And... Uh... I, before I even give you all of the reasons that I think that the Dolphins have a 10% chance of winning this game, I would love to hear um, you on it. I would love to hear who some on it before I go any deeper into my thoughts and what you think. are going
1: to go to my gloom. Aren't you? What did you say? You're going to go doom and gloom on us, aren't you?
0: I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to go doom and gloom.
1: Let him be real
0: a little bit, Jorge. Come on. But I, I would love to hear, Hussams, your percentage and then like why you think that's the percentage. And then I will, I will finish it off. So
2: I'm not going to give you a percentage of how much I think they'll be able to win this game. I'm going to delve into the technical details a little bit. Now, Jorge, as you know, I'm going to piggyback off your claim. You did say the Dolphins have one of the best cornerbacks uh, in the league, a great cornerback ta- tandem with How, with X, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Eric Rowe, and Bobby McCain, and they're great at the blitz. And the Dolphins are giving um, almost a 41.1% blitz look, um, and they're one of the highest blitzing teams in the NFL, and they're also the fourth lowest team to allow uh, completions by quarterbacks. I believe it's around 62.4%. Now, with this, coming into this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes excels against cover zero and co- and cover one at those types of blitz games. He has the best quarterback rating in the NFL against the blitz. He has a QBR of, uh, of I believe, 118%. Now, every team has tried so hard to stop Patrick Mahomes. I do not think the Dolphins will stop Patrick Mahomes. What I believe is they'll try to slow him down instead. Um, Obviously, not having a Landon Roberts and a possibility of Kyle Van Noy does hurt our chances specifically in the run game. However, Kansas City Chiefs, they're like the Miami Dolphins on offense a little bit. They just crank it up a little bit. They cannot run the ball effectively. They have the same problem as our O-line, where they fail to push people, where they fail to go to the second level of the field and create that point of attack against the defenders and block them to gain those chunk yardage. Besides that 100-yard game by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we have not seen a running back from the Kansas City Chiefs go over 100 yards. And the Dolphins, they have tried their best to stop old man Frank Gore. He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. They got ran all all over by the Seattle Seahawks. They got ran all over by the Denver Broncos. They got ran all over by the Buffalo Bills. If they're able to stop and contain the run against the Kansas City Chiefs, they might have a good enough chance to win pending if they're able to contain Patrick Mahomes. And when I say contain... I don't mean five people on the rush or five people blitzing on the line of scrimmage. They need to do enough with the four-man rush, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, Raquan Davis. They need to get in the backfield and put a little bit of pressure in Patrick Mahomes and hit him one to two times to let him know, Hey, I'm here in this pocket all day. Your offensive line is not containing me. We're going to fight it out to the end of the whistle you got to let Patrick Mahomes know. And as we know, Patrick Mahomes is very creative. He's able to get out of the pocket and complete those throws. But if you're able to drop back with your remaining seven and either double-team Tyreek Hill, double-team Sammy Watkins, double-team Travis Kelsey, you got a solid shot of making him miss on those pass attempts or very minimal yardage opportunities where it leads to three and outs, four down punts, and Miami gets the ball right back.
1: So here's what I think on, on, on that take. Uh, I mean, Kansas City is actually you know, runs the ball 25 times an average per game, and they average 4.5 yards per carry to the 3.7 the Dolphins do. So when Kansas City needs to run the ball, they do it. They don't do it that often or they don't need to do it that often because they've got Patrick freaking Mahomes playing quarterback. And the thing is, if you, pick, give, if you give any quarterback in the NFL a couple of extra seconds to throw the ball, they're usually going to complete it. If you give Patrick Mahomes a couple of extra seconds to complete it, he's usually going to throw a touchdown. I mean, that's, he's just that good. And he's able to throw it with his right hand, with his left hand on his back. He's basically able to do anything with that football. So here's what I want
2: to say so, specifically so, so, on the old line. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Here's, here's what I want to say. Their O line is not built to run block. The reason why their yards per carry is that much is you have to look at the contextualization of these stats. That 4.5 yards per carry is as a result of them having fourth quarter leads. Now, they haven't been in any blowout games except for the Jets, and they ran all over the Jets. That's why it's a little bit inflated. But specifically, when they're up by one score in the fourth quarter, everyone knows they're going to run the ball, and they do it getting those three to four yards per carry because they have extra blockers and they have extra personnel. They bring extra tight ends. They bring an extra offensive linemen to create that push early on. Now, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs will do their best early on in the game to get that running game going. It's more so going to come after the fact during the third and fourth quarter when the game goes on. Obviously, they're going to rely on Patrick Mahomes. And as you said, he can do anything he wants with the ball. But that's going to be key, stopping them in the third and fourth quarter to get that win.
1: You know, I agree with that. But he, here's the, the player that, especially with Van Noy's absence, I think it's going to play a key role for the Dolphins defense. Is going to be Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker excels at blitzing and those delayed blitz. If you give Patrick, if you rush four guys on Patrick Mahomes, I would say usually he's going to be able to find someone, complete the pass, move the teams. If you're able to bring that unblocked guy, Jerome Baker on a delayed blitz, just force him to get uncomfortable. Just force him to throw it half a second before he wants to. Just force his receivers to make an adjustment and not catch it on stride. Allow our defensive backs to actually make a play on the ball. Then I think the Dolphins can actually slow him down. Because I agree, you're not going to be able to shut down Patrick Mahomes. You're going to be able to slow him down enough to give our offense a chance to win. And I do think that this game is gonna come down to one man that Cutter and I have had a love hate relationship with all this whole season, and that's Coach Chan Gailey. <laughs> if Chan comes out in his good version, in the version where he excels at the play calling and, p- and puts Tua in, in the position to succeed, if, he, if it's a, a Chan from the Arizona game or the Chan from the third quarter against the Bengals, then I think this offense can keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. And they end up winning the game. And if it's the Changeli that's too scared to let two run this offense, then we're in trouble.
0: And uh, you, Jorge, you've talked about your uh, score prediction, which I don't want to talk. I don't want to do all of our score predictions yet, but you've predicted that the Dolphins are going to are going to drop thirty eight on this this Chiefs defense not saying that this Chiefs defense is like incredible but it I think it's a top 15 top 12 defense the Dolphins don't score 38 they just don't and I know you you will bring up the Arizona game to say yes okay well they scored 34 here or whatever it was Uh, but I personally do not believe that we're going to win this game in a shootout I just don't believe that. In terms of what uh, Hussam said about getting pressure with four, I've watched almost every single Mahomes game in his career because I have a lot of friends who are big Chiefs fans, so I usually do double screen. The the way you do it and the way that the Patriots did in the AFC Championship game, that they rush for, right? And then you have six very good DBs to uh, run with everybody. And obviously, that is something that we have. I don't think we get pressure with four often, but that's debatable as well. At the end of it, I'm I'm saying the way that you think we could win this, Jorge, the way that you're confident that we could win this, of scoring 38, and I don't know, I think it might be 38-28 is your prediction. Uh, I just don't think it's possible.
2: I don't think it's possible either. I don't think it's possible either, and let me tell you why. I don't think they're going to score 38. They're, they they will barely scratch the surface with 30 points, and here's why I say it. It starts off with Chan Gailey, and Jorge, you're right. Carter, you're also right about Chan Gailey. It's going to be up to Chan Gailey to get that play calling and get it done. He needs to let Tua Cook. We saw him do it in Arizona. We saw him do it in the Bengals game, and we also saw the limited type of play calling in the Denver game, and what I've seen throughout the game, and I've read some statistics as well. The Miami Dolphins are successful on offense, and they generate more points when they run two tight end sets, 12 personnel. Either two running backs and two tight ends, uh, two tight ends, two wide receivers, one running back, and they are basically undefeated. They're 7-0 and when they run two tight end sets with over 50 p- plays on offense using that type of personnel. The other thing is on the defensive side of the ball with the Chiefs They don't have their best linebacker Damian Wilson He's likely out with a knee injury And they do not have the best linebacker depth And guess what I predict Mike Giusecki Is going to have an even better game Against the Chiefs linebacker linebacking Than he did against the, against the Bengals Specifically As a result of the two tight end sets Durham Smythe is going to have a great game In the run game He's going to be able to get those blocks off And the way Miami, as Jorge said, could score 38 points, which I don't find likely, is if they absolutely destroy the Chiefs cornerbacks. Now, the Chiefs cornerbacks are not the top 10 or top 15 in the NFL. Tarverius Ward gets burned easily. Daniel Sorensen is having an iffy game. That's going to be the weak spot on the Chiefs secondary. Tua has a read that safety very well especially on the long rpos if he's throwing bombs to jakeem grant and Devonte parker those guys can really burn with speed now if daniel sorensen steps up uh steps up a little bit a little bit the titans are going to have to come across and Devonte parker is going to go straight up onto the post where tua can throw that ball and as we know his best trade is his accuracy he can throw that ball straight to Devonte parker right into his chest area and catch it now. If Daniel Sorensen moves back, all he has to do is throw the ball underneath directly into the middle of the field, or using those slant concepts with um, with Jakeem Grant and Malcolm Perry, and gain that yardage.
0: Go for it, Jorge.
1: No, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with him. On there. I, I do think the Dolphins' offense can score thirty or more on this Kansas uh, Chiefs defense. I'm going to tell you who I'm worried about on that on the Chiefs defense, and that's Chris Jones, their defensive tackle. Uh, who sometimes li- li- uh, lines up on the edge, sometimes has an obstacle. He's a good guy. He, he's, a, he's a really good player. He's he's able to disrupt the game. And if, we have to, if we're have if we forced to start three rookies, that means that he's most likely going to go against Solomon Kendi playing left guard when Jesse Davis comes in to play the right guard. Now, has Khalid shown that he can hold his own? He has. I'm just concerned that Chris Jones has that veteran savvy and doesn't necessarily rely on just bull rushing you, but he's actually very smart in picking his, his spots. So if they're able to contain Chris Jones in that defensive line and they're able to give Tua a a clean-ish pocket to throw from, then I do think that we're going to have a big game from Gasecki and Jaquim Grant. If is forced to move around a lot and just get rid of the ball again in under 2.5 seconds like he was last week, then I think Devante Parker is going to be the one with a big game just with those quick slants and quick hits coming in.
0: And before... I think... Oh, go for it. Go for it, Hassan. I think that point of
2: Chris Jones is that he hasn't been disruptive at all this season. And the reason is why they're, he's taking on more than one blocker at a time, kind of like how Miami did it with Aaron Donald. They contain Aaron Donald, except for that very first play where Tua was hit and he fumbled the ball. Uh, Frank Clark has been absent. Um, as you know, he was very disruptive last year. The Chiefs pass rush has been non-existent. This entire season. Uh, Tano on Taco Charlton. They haven't done anything. And it's going to be up to Chris Jones and Derek Naughty to do that. Will they? I don't think they will. Um, As I said. If the Dolphins go with the two tight end set. And they get Derm Smythe as the extra blocker. To get those double teams off of Chris Jones and Derek Naughty. Tua. We should expect Tua to have a clean pocket. And make those easy throws. And possibly could this be the game where Miami gets their run game going and gets over a hundred yards by miles Gaskin Carter? What do you think?
0: I, I have tried to say it. I've, 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 I've tried for weeks and weeks to say that they could get a hundred yard rusher last week. They were so, so close and it's, Sure, I hope. I mean, I dang hope. I, I I can't. I can't say it anymore, to be honest, because it seems like a jinx. Uh, the the one thing I will say though, before we head right into the bold predictions for the game, is is that I I want to set this in perspective of kind of where we are as a team um, as. Obviously, and I, I want to say obviously you might you guys might not agree with me. Jorge might not agree with me. This is not our year that we're going to win a Super Bowl, okay? And we're about to play the best team in the NFL. I, I'm not gonna. We're not going to talk matchups here. We're going to talk. If we're going to talk any matchup, it's it's Tua versus Mahomes uh, and in that scenario, who do you pick? that That's what I'm going to start with here. Uh, and I'm also going to start with, that's okay. You know, this, this team is not supposed to, I don't think this team's supposed to uh, go up there. Uh, I mean, I guess they're home, but, you know, uh, to beat the best team in the NFL. This is not only the best team in the NFL, this is a dynasty. They, uh, they lost one game this season to the Raiders, which is a divisional team. Uh, divisional teams, basically uh, the entire offseason are gunning for the Chiefs, gunning for the Super Bowl champions. I This is one of those games where I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But there is. that's why I'm saying it's a 10% chance. Because every, every given Sunday, you have to say that. But from that point of view, I just can't see an outcome where in such a... Quarterback driven league that Mahomes loses to Tua. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. And I love this team, obviously.
1: Usant, do you want to go first? So, so here, here's my. my I, I agree. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tua. There's no, there's no question about it. There's no debate there. Doesn't mean we're Tua trashing. It just means that we acknowledge that, in fact, Patrick Mahomes is not only the best quarterback right now in the league, he could possibly be one of the best guys to ever play quarterback position by the time his career is over. That being said, that being said, I do think that the matchup is not necessarily Mahomes against Tua, but it's rather Eric bien and his offense against Patrick Flores and his defense. Patrick Flores shut down a high-powered offense when the Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And honestly, I, I, I have no reason to doubt that he and Josh Boyer are able to slow down this offense enough to give the Dolphins offense in, a, a chance to win this game. And I go back to Chang'eley. It's going to depend on whether Chang'eley comes out and trusts Tua or it's a Chang'eley that just once wishes it was Fitzpatrick playing quarterback at that, at that moment. Um, I still think that even with the Vanoy absence, Dolphins have a 60% chance of winning. They're at home. They're playing with house money at this point. I agree with Carter. This is not the year when the Dolphins are going to go to Super Bowl. No one expected that. But I do think the Dolphins are way ahead on their rebuild. They have proven that they can play with anyone. Even when they played a very poor game in Denver, they weren't that far away from winning. They went to Arizona. They beat the Cardinals. They've dominated the Jets twice. They've dominated the Bengals. They've shown they're a good team. There's no reason why we should be looking at, oh, we're playing the Chiefs. I do think it's time other teams start to think, damn it, I'm playing the Dolphins this week.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Here, here's. Yeah, go first. Finish, finish off the segment, Hussam, and then we'll go right to bold predictions.
2: Here's where, where I'm in between both of you, both Carter and Jorge's opinion on this. Obviously, this is not the Dolphins Super Bowl year. We all know that. But hey, it'll be amazing if they did go to the Super Bowl um was it a playoffs or plus year it was not but it's looking like we might get into the playoffs and that's a positive um Jorge your point of Brian Flores and Josh Boyer versus Eric Bieniemi and Andy Reid that's the biggest matchup that's the chess match how is each team's offense indeed defense going to be like who's going to expose that team's weakness even more and i know we highlighted highlighted it a little bit um brian flores and josh boyer they have beat the chiefs before but as we you know that was due to a d ford's offside and it was because of tom brady and their offense back up in new england as to why they won even though they limited patrick mahomes a little bit if they can limit patrick mahomes just even a little bit just even a little bit they have a solid chance i would say 50 percent chance of winning this game and I want to touch on something else. Um, I have a special guest coming on my Saturday scouting combine as well, Dolph fans. And make sure you tune in because the special guest tonight, we also touch up on the Dolphins and Chiefs game and how there could be a chance the Dolphins could win as well, even more so with the Red Hot Chiefs coming in. And Carter, I think this your hot take of this 10% is a little too low. You're a bit too low, man. Be a little bit more optimistic, okay? I give them a 40 to 50% chance to win against the Chiefs.
0: Well, I think 10% chance is is kind of giving them well it's just sort of saying like I pick the chiefs but I think there's a chance and it's very very small but let's go on to that bold prediction for the game and who would like to start you want to you want to start Jorge?
1: No, let's let us let our, our guest start. By the way, Carter, we're charging him for that promotion that he did for his show, right? We're no, charging yeah. that add uh, money for that, right? That
0: shameless promotion, yeah, that's going to be like $45, <laughs> something like that. All right, go for oh, it. please, Hussam. $45 in Monopoly money, okay? <laughs>
2: yeah, I know how you roll, Carter. I know how you roll. So my bold prediction for this is I think Mike Yusecki is going to have a 110-yard game. With one touchdown, 11 receptions. And on the flip side, I think Eric Rowe will shut down Travis Kelsey. Eric Rowe has been a tight end eraser throughout the past two years. He's been with the Miami Dolphins. And he's going to be very important in this game, shutting out Travis Kelsey. And I don't think Travis Kelsey will get a touchdown. Now, on the fantasy side of perspective, I would prefer Kelsey get a touchdown (laughs) because I'm in the playoffs. Of course. But if we're talking realistically, I want Eric Rowe to shut him
0: down. Okay, well, um, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. Jorge, what's your bold prediction?
1: So I think you're going to like this one. Miles Gaskin is going to have over 120 yards from scrimmage between passing between receiving and rushing. Um, and I think he's going to have two touchdowns as well.
0: Dang. Okay, so uh, you're kind of like the, the running back. Uh, you know, the running back t- uh, room is the worst in the NFL sort of. Type guy, but that's fine. I, I'm glad that you're you're finally giving some credit to Gaskin because he's fantastic.
1: You no, know, I think I think that he, you know he showed that he's a, a solid receiver option. He proved it last week. And if you know Chan Gailey once again, I implore you, Coach Gailey, to listen to our show. Um, <laughs> if, if he is, if he actually lets tour around this offense, then I think Miles Gaskin could have a big game on the air.
2: And Gaskin is a little bit like Philip Lindsay as well. He can run between the tackles, especially with Damian Wilson now and Daniel Sorensen going to playing a little bit. You could see a little bit of a three safety look by that Chiefs defense. And using the RPOs, all Tua needs to do is make that one read based on the safety and linebacker and just straight up hand it off to Gaskin so he can slash in between the tackles and gain that yardage.
0: And my uh, bold prediction is the only uh, negative one of the of the show. <laughs> However, uh, and this is like obviously probably one of probably my favorite player on the team, Xavier uh, Howard, and it's going to be specifically to him. And here's where I'm going to come on this: is that he does he takes the reason he makes so many picks is the same reason um, Asante Samuel used to get so many picks is he gambles. He's a gambler and the thing when it comes to uh, the, the thing that when it comes to like primetime games i've known x to uh, look a little bit weak i I've, I've seen x particularly versus aj green when they were hyping x up right halfway through the season uh he got scorched by aj green uh in a thursday night football game but my point is I think he is going to allow, like, two touchdowns. And I, I I hate to say it. I hate to say it because I love X so much. But I think he's going to get burned a ton. And it's just, he's not great at covering speed-wide receivers. We'll see. We'll see. I just, I think he gets burned. Carter, what the hell are you eating these days? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm negative. I'm negative. Do but you remember
2: is... that Monday Night Football game where he picked off Tom Brady twice? Yeah, that yeah, speed guy was Brandon Cooks.
0: Okay, that that's game? a good game. That's a good game. That's that a good AJ game.
2: Green game was was a season beforehand. Come on now.
0: I I Come know, I, but it, the AJ Green game really made me upset. They really did because that was before that was before he turned into an all pro.
2: Come okay, on, Carter. Okay, okay, maybe. But I do a- want to say this. I do want to say this. If there are missed tackles against this Chiefs, the Chiefs will make this, the, the cornerback duo pay. Big time. Absolutely, they need to tackle. They need to do their jobs, and they need to tackle.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and and here's my question for you guys. And there's someone we haven't really talked about today, but um, Emmanuel Akba, Does he get a, a big revenge game against the Chiefs?
0: Hmm. I don't. Th- I don't think he. Uh, I don't think it's a revenge game necessarily, because I really think the Chiefs organization is so fantastic. Uh, but I definitely think he is. I, I definitely think he gets a sack. I definitely get think he gets a sack. What do you think, Asam?
2: I think he'll get a sack, but what I would like to see him more of is use his hands along with the other defensive line to bat down the ball and limit Patrick Mahomes' chances of completing of completing passes. That'd be if nice. They're gonna have to do they're gonna have to do every single thing. They're gonna have to pull out every single bag of tricks they have. And I know Brian Flores will. I know he will. I know he will. To limit Patrick Mahomes, and that is gonna be a sight to see. Now, Jorge, do you think Tarco Charlton
1: will have a revenge game against the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> well, hes they, they haven't activated him from IR, so I, I, I don't see them activating him this week either. But,
0: um, okay, well, so, so then let's go to the final uh, portion of the show, which is score predictions, and Jorge, start it off.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to st- stay the, the lane, and I still think it's going to be a 35-28 game Miami Dolphins. And next week I'm going to be the guy saying "I told you so." Just, just it's a warning.
0: Wow. Okay, uh, Hussam, go for it.
2: I'm going to go a different round. I am going to say 3128 Kansas City.
0: 3128 Kansas City. Okay, so you, uh, so we got a split house here, but it's going to be close either way, uh, and. I'm going to finish it off, and I'm going to say that in the first half, uh, Patrick Mahomes usually plays bad. So I want no one on Twitter after the first half when it's like 7 to 10 saying, there's a shot at winning this game because you haven't taken a single punch. You're going to need to put in... I mean, the Miami Dolphins are... How they win the games is usually in the first half. They do nothing in the second half. So you need to put up so many points in the first half that when those eventual uh, Mahomes uh, rallies comes you can survive it that's what the the key is here uh, the problem is I don't think the offense is there yet to do that and so that's why I'm going uh, it's going to have to be something like 28 to 17 Dolphins I mean 28 to 17 Chiefs I wasn't going to say I was not going to do that all right, that is, that is the end of the show. Thanks so much, Hussam, for joining the show and giving us your take on how it's possible, but you still think the uh, Dolphins, uh, Dolphins lose this game.
2: As always, and look, man, I'm a Dolphins fan. I would love them to win, but I'm being realistic here. We have a shot, but Patrick Mahomes in the offense and Andrew Reed with his creativity and wisdom,
0: it's, I think is going to be too much for us to handle. Yeah. I, Jorge, final thoughts, optimism-wise?
1: Yeah, I think I think Coach Flores and Coach Boyer are, you know, they, they've shown it this year. They're they're two great defensive minds. And if there's anyone that can slow down that Chiefs offense, it's probably going to be them. Um, and, yeah, I, I trust Coach Flores. I trust her defense. And this is the game where, you know, just like the Cardinals game where Tua was challenged with Kyler Murray, he's going to be challenged by Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to respond to challenge once again.
0: Okay, well, that's Finn Maniacs. That is our preview show, Dolphins and Chiefs. Thank you to everyone involved, and we'll see you next week.